Welcome to the Simply Resilient Podcast, episode number 110, Momentum. My name is Jessie Ellertson, and I am a certified life coach, a 15-year military wife, and a mother of six. I love working with flowers, playing games, and going to the movies, and I'm a huge fan of my husband and kids, sleeping in, and everything about food. I have created this podcast as a free resource for military wives who want to improve the experience that they are having while their service member is deployed. If you are ready to thrive while your husband is away, then you are in the right place. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Simply Resilient Podcast. I had took a little break for Christmas, and then it kind of just extended into a January break, too. But today is February 2nd, 2023, and it's Groundhog's Day. And the groundhog did see his shadow this morning, which apparently means six more weeks of winter. I'm in Utah, and we have a lot of snow, and I'm not thrilled by the idea of six more weeks of winter, but we got this. You know, we can do it. Six weeks will go by fast, and then we'll head into that warmer spring weather, and then summer, my favorite. (laughs) So I am here, and I'm ready to get back to it. And today, speaking of all of that, we are talking about momentum and what it takes to get back to it or what it takes to feel great as we work on things that do take our extra effort and extra intentionality. So the word momentum has a lot to do with uh, physics and mass in motion and, and things like that. But today we're talking about kind of metaphorical momentum, momentum that comes from the actions that you're trying to take and the direction you're trying to take your life and things that you're trying to do in your life and the way we can use momentum as far as like building on positive action to create more positive action. So we can use momentum for our good, but we can also use momentum for like against ourselves where when we take negative action, it just sort of inspires us to take more negative action. And you know, when I say negative, that is just your opinion, what you decide negative action to be. But basically it's just uh, undesirable action or action you're trying to not take. And you, the more you do it, the more you do it, that kind of momentum Other words that I think are relatively interchangeable with the word momentum are when you're feeling energized, motivated, inspired, things like that. And that's when we're putting momentum in the feeling line. It can go probably almost anywhere in the model. We can put it in the C line and see what we're thinking about the idea of momentum. We can put it in our thought line. I have so much momentum when I'm thinking this way and feeling this way and then see what that creates for us. We can put momentum in the feeling line where we feel like we have momentum and we're we're taking action from that place. We can put momentum in the action line where when I think and feel this way, I I get I take action with momentum. And then we can also put it in the result line where the that the model you're living out leads to the next awesome model and the next awesome model and that is the result of the thoughts, feelings, and then actions that you're taking lead to a life filled with awesome momentum. And then again, we can reverse all of that and use the the concept of momentum against ourselves. So a couple of ways I want to take a look at this, and I also want to say here really quick that the reason that I've had this on my mind actually and decided to do a podcast episode about it is I had a client recently uh, be analyzing the concept of momentum in her life and ask me about it. So she and I have been kind of looking into it together And it's not something that I've spent a lot of time thinking about. And so I've started thinking about it more and evaluating in my life a little bit. And then, of course, my favorite thing is to go to my favorite people and see if they've ever said anything about momentum and what their thoughts are on it. Because I love to adopt 
other people's thoughts that serve me really well. So we're going to get into that a little bit here in the podcast episode. I'm going to share with you what some other people are thinking about momentum as well as what I am and what my client and I have discovered as we've worked on this together. So the like I was about to say, the, the one two ways that I want to take a look at momentum in this episode is kind of the concept of your daily momentum and how the, the rise and fall of your day and uh, how the way you start your morning kind of can affect your entire day and uh, just kind of that micro momentum. And you could even get more micro than that, right? The momentum of a certain activity. But we're going to look at kind of the daily momentum and then we're going to look at your life overall. Uh, maybe not necessarily your entire life, but maybe more like just bigger spans of time. For example, you could look at the momentum of your week or of a month or obviously of like a year or of a season, like the momentum of the summer. So you can you can get really focused in or you can pull back and look at it, look at the big picture of kind of observing the way momentum works in your life. And we observe it so that we can learn from it and learn how it's been working for you so far and then how we can get a little bit more aware and a little bit more intentional and harness the power of momentum moving forward. So the first person that I want to mention is Christine from the Mill Spouse Mastermind show. She has an awesome podcast. If you haven't listened to her, definitely go check her out. I've had her here on my podcast and she is awesome. So she did an episode where she talks about what do we do when we feel stuck, basically as if we had momentum and we lost it and we're struggling to pick it back up and gain momentum again. So in her episode, she outlines really specific steps that have helped her and her clients uh, pick up their momentum again and get it going again. And uh, I'm going to link to the episode here in the show notes, but I just listened to this episode recently and took a few notes myself. So the steps that she recommends you take is the first thing you pause. And that is so valuable to just rather than plow through and sort of ignore that you're feeling stuck or just be super confused about why you had momentum and now you don't. Instead, you just pause for a second. Just slowing down can actually help us get through harder things faster. Sometimes we think slowing down is going to take longer, but when we pause, it just gives us that moment to uh, take a step back and really see what's going on. Then the next thing that she recommends that you do is to pray. And I love that because calling on a higher power and also just kind of turning yourself over to a willingness and a a humility to, to say like, I'm really awesome and I am doing a great job, but I always could use more help and I could use inspiration and guidance. And there's nothing better in my opinion, than divine inspiration and guidance. And the next step that Christine recommends is giving yourself grace and breathing. I don't know if you heard me take a breath there. Just seeing that step helps me remember like, whew, I can just pause, pray, give myself grace and breathe. All of that can happen just for a moment, just for a few minutes, but it makes a huge difference as you move forward to problem solve this stuck feeling and this lack of momentum that you're experiencing. You know that one of my favorite steps to take is to give myself space and grace. I love to do that for myself. I love to recommend that to all my clients over and over. That's one of that I say on repeat is space and grace. Every situation will do better with a little space and a little grace. And that's how I represent that pause, pray, grace, and breathe those four things together. So once we're in that place, we're in a great mindset and in a great place to accept what's going on. 
And that's where we say something like, I am feeling stuck. I had momentum and now I don't. I'm trying to figure out why right now. I'd like to have momentum again. We kind of just state what's happening to ourselves instead of saying, this is ridiculous. You know, instead of be like in judgment mode or instead of being in resistance where you're saying like, this shouldn't even be happening. Nothing's going wrong. I have no reason to feel stuck. Or if I weren't feeling stuck, I'd get so much done, you know, where you're kind of resisting the situation. So we want to definitely come at it from a place of acceptance. And then she recommends that you go for a walk if you can, or just if you're not able to go for a walk in that moment, you can just find a way to move your body, just stretch or you know, run up and down your stairs a few times, just kind of get your blood flowing, get your brain moving. And this is where we really start to head into that uh, problem solving mode to solve for this stuckness. And I want you to know that even though I've already mentioned like six steps or five steps, they're, they're quite quick steps. So don't be overwhelmed by like, when I feel stuck, I have to stop and take all these steps. This is just kind of a series. It's almost a flow that you move through to just get your mind in the right place to get it out again, out of that judgment mode, out of that resistance, out of that confusion, out of that hurried place, and maybe out of scarcity. Some of those places where we can go really quick when we're stressed or struggling or feeling stuck. So we want to get it out of that lower brain and up into the higher brain and doing those five or six things right in a row pretty quickly will help you switch to that. So now you're ready to process what's going on by just doing some sort of brain dump or something like that so that you can get what's in your brain out of your brain and know what's going on. Once you're done with that, you make a new plan and commit to the plan. Now, you know me, I love a plan. So when Christine mentioned that in her steps, I was like, girl, you you see me. (laughs) So I love to have that option to always make a new plan because for whatever reason, your current plan isn't working, wasn't working, and that can lead to that stuck feeling or that discouragement. So it's just time for a new plan. And it's not even like always throw out the whole old plan. It's maybe even just make some adjustments to the plan, which then makes it a new plan. But you're not always starting from scratch, so don't let that get you discouraged. And then once you have that new plan, that given your new circumstances or whatever's happening, you're ready, it's realistic, and you like it, and it will work, and you're ready to commit to the plan, and you decide, this is my new plan, and here's what I'm going to do, this plan. Christine then recommends that you find the rhythm that works for you and restart. Don't get lost in the past. So you just move forward with the new plan using a rhythm and methods that work for you and use that to get going again. And you see how that whole process could take, I mean, it could take an hour if you wanted it to, or it could take eight minutes, just that quick kind of recycling, restarting, quick new plan, commit to the new plan, get going with lots of grace and love in there as you do it. And that just gets you moving again, if that's what you're looking for. So I loved that episode from Christine. Definitely go check it out. Okay. When my client first brought up this concept of momentum to me, she was getting a little discouraged in her life where when she had momentum and when she didn't have momentum was a big mystery to her. She didn't, she couldn't find the pattern of sometimes I have momentum and sometimes I don't. And that's really frustrating to me because I'm trying to, you know, get a lot done every day and feel good and stay on track and keep up my energy and all of these things. And I feel like I'm at the whim of just if I'm feeling energized or not, if I'm feeling like I have that momentum or not. And the way she described it to me, I love. And so I wanted to mention it to you here. She said that 
I feel like I'm just cruising along, getting amazing things done, going 70 miles an hour. And the reason why I like this visual is because momentum, I often think of like a vehicle gaining momentum as, you know, you pick up speed or gaining momentum as you roll down a hill, right? So I love that she's, she's envisioning she's in a car, she's on the freeway going 70 miles an hour. And then the experience that she was having at times was very dramatic where it would not be totally clear like what changed, but she suddenly felt like she was going zero miles an hour. And she would even say like she got hit by a bus and she went from 70 miles an hour to zero miles an hour and suddenly had no momentum and was very discouraged and totally low in energy and desire and willingness to do all the things she still needed to be doing and wanted to be doing in those moments. And so that was really frustrating to her. And so when we worked on this, one thing I helped her do was first slow it all down, kind of like Christine mentioned. And and second, just really lean into the fact that, like we always talk about here on the podcast, that our thoughts are always what are creating our feelings. Whenever we're like, I'm so stressed and I don't even know why. I just noticed that I lose momentum in a moment and I don't even know why. Whenever you're just kind of indulging in confusion about why you are feeling any certain way that is not serving you, that you don't want to be feeling, I want you to slow it down and just remind yourself, thoughts create my feelings. And this is, in this example, I would put momentum in the feeling line. Like I said at the beginning, it really can go almost in any line of the model, but we're going to put it in the feeling line because we want to understand that when I have momentum, it's because of my thoughts. And when I lose my momentum, it's also because of my thoughts. It's not because of some mysterious force outside of me. And what we're tempted to think, even if we know we're putting momentum in the feeling line, we're tempted to think that something in our circumstance line is what creates our momentum and that something in our circumstance line is what zaps our energy and momentum or makes us feel like we got hit by a bus. And the reason that we're tempted to think that is because often something will happen will be, you know, feeling great. You know, we got to work on time because there was no traffic and, and like traffic's in our circumstance line, right? And we're thinking really high quality, energetic and momentum building thoughts like, oh, this I'm having a great day. There's nothing I can't do. I have so much momentum. And then we're moving through our work morning. Say you're at work and you're getting a lot done and you're just feeling high on life and energized and very capable and like nothing can stop you. So we would be tempted to think that uh, our circumstance line had a lot to do with that, right? Because we would see, oh, I had a great morning and I didn't even hit traffic and I woke up on time and then my, I had a hot shower and all that went great. And now things at work are going great. And we would just be tempted to observe our circumstance line and think that's why we were feeling so good. But what we accidentally skip over sometimes in response to our circumstance line, we are thinking really high quality thoughts and then feeling awesome. So then say you're at work and something happens again, like your boss lets you know he was disappointed in something that you, you know, a project you were in charge of, or somebody else got in trouble or fired, or you got yelled at, or um, someone ate your lunch or just whatever, right? It can be very dramatic, hard thing, or it can be a simple hard thing that really just set you off or whatever. And so you could have had all that momentum this morning and then something quote unquote negative happens, which may be better to say just something undesirable, something you wouldn't prefer happens at work. And you might feel like you got hit by a bus. You might feel like your energy is completely gone. You might feel like you were going 70 miles an hour and now you're going zero miles an hour or two miles an hour or something like that because you're really struggling to get through the rest of your day and you'd be tempted to think it was because that undesirable thing happened, whatever it was. But really what changed was 
after the undesirable thing happened, your thoughts changed to something like that shouldn't have happened. Uh, I'm a failure. I can't handle this. This is too much. Some of those kinds of stressful, overwhelming, heavy thoughts that would lead you to that feeling of decreased momentum or of no momentum or no energy, however you want to describe it. And so when I was working on this with my client, I helped her see and really identify as she slowed down some of those really high quality thoughts that she thinks when she's just like, oh, I'm noticing right now I have lots of momentum. And I helped her slow it down and really think about what she was thinking about in those moments. And then when she suddenly experiences that that decrease in momentum, I helped her identify some of the really like energy zapping heavy thoughts she was having in those moments that really helped her link those two things together so that it was no longer such a mystery to her. Now, one tip I want to give to you right here is sometimes we're not able to slow it down enough in the moment or even right after the moment, even like the next day when we're reflecting on it, to find the isolated specific thoughts that we're thinking that create both of those experiences. But I want you to at least start by saying, I'm feeling awesome and energized and I'm having a ton of momentum because I'm thinking really awesome thoughts. You don't even have to totally know what you're thinking. It'd be valuable to know. And at some point I want you to figure it out, but you can always start here where you just, where you just attribute the awesome feeling and experience that you're having to the awesome thoughts you're thinking. And then you do the same thing when you're struggling. We talked about this a little bit on the it's okay podcast episode that I released a few episodes ago where We don't even always have to know why we're sad or feeling pain. We just want to remind ourselves on a regular basis so that it becomes a thought pattern and a habit that it's okay that I'm feeling sad. I'm thinking really sad thoughts. Or in that moment, when we're going back to momentum, it's okay that I feel like I've lost my momentum or that my energy feels like it's gone. I'm thinking pretty heavy, zapping, energy zapping thoughts right now. So that makes perfect sense. Once you can really, really accept that your thoughts are creating it every time, then you'll be in a better in a better position to figure out what the actual thoughts are. And again, if you ever need help looking at your thoughts, because it can be hard to look at our own thoughts sometimes, because we're like inside ourselves, right? It's hard to uh, look inside and turn around and examine yourself because it's you, right? And you're just so used to the way your brain works and your thoughts work and those sound very normal to you. But when you have someone else from the outside help you look in at you, then they can help you see what's going on in there and and really organize it and dissect it in a way that's super productive and gives you a ton of good insight into what will work better in the future and how to be really onto yourself when we're using the momentum concept against ourselves. Okay, the next person that I went and listened to what their thoughts on momentum is, of course, my life coach, one of my favorite people, Jodi Moore. And one thing that I love is she talks about leveraging momentum. And this actually wasn't on her podcast episode. This was in her her private group. So unfortunately, I can't link to this one, but it was so, so good. It was in one of her classes that she spent a day talking about momentum. And she talks about leveraging momentum and using it as the awesome tool that it is to make your whole model easier when you build desirable and positive thoughts and you use momentum, you leverage momentum in the thought line, then the next positive thought is easier to think and the next one and the next one. Same with the feeling line. When you're building on desirable, productive, positive feelings, then continuing to feel that way gets easier and easier. And same with the action line and even the result line. 
The three lines totally in your control are the thought, feeling, and action lines. And that's why that's where we really want to focus. But then you'll just see that momentum building in your result line. Jody also talks about how creating positive momentum comes from asking really powerful questions. And on the other hand, we ask ourselves uh, unproductive questions sometimes that really lead us to some of those places of judgment and and uh, resistance, like I talked about earlier. But when we ask ourselves powerful and productive questions, they really help us show up how we want to show up and use that momentum. Like the answers, the powerful answers to those questions will really help us build momentum in whatever area we're trying to build. So for example, a question that she that she offered was, we often think about like, what do I want to do? And that's not a bad question, but it doesn't take us very far. And so, so she recommends going for the kind of higher and more powerful question of who do you want to be? And when you focus on that, who do I want to be in this moment? Then the what do I want to do just comes along with it, but we're not focused on what do I do. When we focus on the action line, we tend to neglect the thought and feeling line. And when we ask ourselves, who do I want to be in this moment? Who do I want to be in this role? Who do I want to be in this situation? That really helps us focus on our thought and feeling line and get those thoughts and feelings to a really high quality place. And then high quality, awesome action always comes from high quality, awesome thoughts and feelings. One thing that can really help us, Jody recommends, is when we examine when we were the person that we wanted to be. So we can look back to our recent past and I want I want you to only go back into the past if it serves you. Sometimes we go back into the past to beat ourselves up and I don't want you to use this one against you. So only go back in the past if you find that it's serving you, but you can take a look at a recent time where you were really showing up as the person that you wanted to be and examine and ask yourself, like, what was I thinking at that time? How was I feeling? And use that insight to help you create it in this moment. Okay, then Jody spends some really good time helping you see and understand what creates the negative momentum. And even though it would probably feel better to spend more time talking about what creates positive momentum. It's equally as valuable to take a look at and talk about what creates the negative momentum because then we can know to avoid some of those traps and and pitfalls that our brain will offer us and then definitely spend time focusing on what creates the positive momentum. But when you're aware of what creates negative momentum, then it won't surprise you when it happens and you'll understand it when it happens and you'll be able to like work through it much more kindly and quickly because it's something that you know happens and and you know it's okay it's part of the human experience and you're just working on doing that thing less and anyway so then she says for negative momentum she said one reason that we really struggle in this area is because the brain wants to be right more than it wants to feel good and so this will take us to places that build up that negative momentum where I'll hear my clients describe it where they're like spinning in their head or going down a rabbit hole It's kind of where you start in one type of thought that maybe doesn't feel that great. And then you either spin on that one thought or that thought takes you to the next thought and the next thought and the next thought. And that's like down the rabbit hole. And the reason that our brain does that is just again, back to that concept of it wants to hang on to whatever thing that you've decided to think about and prove it right and and hold on to it no matter what, rather than change and feel good. It would rather just stay the same, even if that feels bad, and be right, even if it feels bad, than maybe be wrong about that thing that you were thinking that was painful or or energy zapping, and change the way you're thinking in order to feel better. Your brain's like gut reaction to that will be just to be right and stay the same, which is why we can get really stuck in that negative momentum 
cycle or loop. Other ways we get stuck here is you might notice that you have a desire to tell your painful or energy zapping story to other people to get their validation, to hear yourself say it again, again, to, to be right and to hang on to the story and hang on to the problem rather than like resolve it and try to get past it and feel better. And like I talked about a few episodes ago, another thing your brain loves to do when it's hanging on to being right to one certain thing is that it will filter out all other information that would contradict or counteract this thing that you're trying to prove right even if it's something you don't want to be true like logically you don't want it to be right or true or even if it's something you don't want to be thinking anymore or something that you don't you know because you know it zaps your energy you still hang on to it your brain tries to hang on to it filter out other things tell people get them on your side massage the story to make it more and more in your favor and more and more for your own validation because that just provides a scenario where you get to hang on to the story and prove yourself right, and be the victim, and all that. Like, if we're not careful, that's where our brain loves to go. So we have to just know that about our brain, and help it help it get past that. Help it not go to that instant reaction thing that it wants to do, that pathway that it will do when we are not running the show, when we are not guiding it, and telling it what pathway we want it to go on. That's, its, that's a bit of its default pathway. So I want to tell you a quick story here that illustrates that concept of wanting to be right and wanting to tell your story and and get validation from other people. Uh, Many, many years ago, I was having a challenging relationship with a family member and I found myself thinking about it a lot, more than I wanted to. And I didn't want to be thinking about it so much and I didn't want to have this problem anymore. I wanted to have a good relationship with this family member but my brain really got stuck on my being right and them being wrong and when I would just indulge it, this was this was probably 15 years ago. So I didn't have these mind management tools and I, I wouldn't have described my problem this way then. But now looking back on it, this is the way I see it. And so when I was chatting with somebody, if an opportunity arose, I would catch myself wanting to tell them all about the challenging scenario that was going on with this family member in order to be right, to get validation from them, to continue to prove my story true to justify how they're the bad guys and I'm the good guys and to justify thinking about it more and talking about it more and hanging on to it stronger. And this went on, I don't even know how long, but way longer than I wanted it to. And one day I realized, oh my goodness, this has t- like gone way longer than I want it to. This has a hold of me way stronger than I want it to. And what I actually want more than being right, like I had to really bring this down on myself. I want to have a good relationship with this person. I don't want to hold on to this story anymore. I want to be able to let it go and forgive them and move on. And I I don't want this anymore. I don't want this to be the thing that is taking up so much space in my brain. And I realized that one major step for me was to just stop talking about it. I wasn't going to pretend that nothing ever happened, but I knew that a first step I could take to get this hold, uh, the story that had a hold of me away from me more or decrease its influence or space in my brain, all those things would be to just stop talking about it. And I vowed that day to never tell anyone the story ever again. I didn't, I, I would have a desire to, and then I would remember my actual desire was to move past it. And just by stopping talking about it, it 
cut the hold it had on me probably more than half. And then the other half to, to loosen up that hold, I just employed a couple other techniques. And in a pretty short amount of time, I was able to almost completely move on from this scenario that I had allowed to grip me for so long and, and just be a big part of uh, a way that I was spending my mental energy and that something that was coming between me and this family member that I wanted to have a better relationship with. And it was such a gift I gave myself was to just say, let's just start by not talking about this anymore. Don't tell anyone else this story. Again, not from a place of secrecy or or ignoring it or being like in denial. I wasn't pretending that it didn't happen. I just stopped indulging in telling the story over and over. So Jody goes on to talk a little bit more about this and One of her big points that I love and I remind myself over and over is just that willingness to be wrong. And what that means is just letting go your grip on something just a little bit will help you with that negative momentum when we're hanging on to it. Like it's imagine holding on for dear life to something uh, that's like heavy and then we're trying to go for a run, right? And we're just holding on so tight and we're dragging this really heavy thing behind us because we're unwilling to loosen our grip on it, unwilling to be wrong about it. And even if we're even if we're not totally wrong, even if we're willing to be wrong about parts of it and know that being wrong doesn't make them a good guy and us a bad guy or like if someone else is involved or it doesn't it doesn't it only serves us to just have a little more like humility and a little more willingness to just uh, open up to the to other ways to think about this thing, which is how we represent that sentence of being willing to be wrong. Another way you might see this is when you get feedback from somebody or you hear, or you hear something that someone thinks about you, our immediate reaction is to to you know resist it, deny it, uh, argue with them or argue about the thing they said just with yourself in your own mind. But a ton of freedom comes from just saying, you know, they might be a little bit right about that. You know, they may say something that you're a little defensive about, like this person's always late or this person's a little bit selfish or something like that. And you're able to overcome that initial reaction of defensiveness and hanging on to what the opposite of whatever they said and just say like, oh yeah, that's something I'm working on. But I that, I am a little bit that way. They're a little bit right, you know, and that's kind of can help you get, help you jump over some of those hurdles that often will zap your momentum or help or make you feel stuck. And one final thought on that that Jody offers us is to remember that even if a thought that's available to you and that you've been thinking is true, it doesn't mean that it serves you to spend time thinking it. And you may just notice that when I spend time thinking this, I zap my energy and lose my momentum. And when you're able to identify that, kind of like in my story, even though I didn't, the thing that happened didn't change. I just didn't, it just wasn't serving me to spend time thinking about it and to spend time talking about it. And I just decided I'm done with that. Like it could be true. It really did happen, whatever, but it doesn't serve me to think about it. And so I'm, I'm done thinking about it. I'm going to either way decrease how much time I spend thinking about it or even just stop all the way. So one amazing thing that happens when we're coaching, like I mentioned earlier, is that you're able to slow everything down and take a look at it. And then choose. That that right there is just such a fantastic ability because in the moment, we're rarely ever able to have it go slow enough that we can see what happened and see why and attribute everything to the right thing and then make a choice right in that moment because it all happens so fast. I mean, we are making a choice in that moment, but when we're trying to make a different choice, it can be really tricky to do it in that moment uh, because it's all just going so fast and we're following our patterns and we're often in 
autopilot and, and things like this. And so the beauty of coaching is to take one moment, one interaction, one result, one instance of, you know, confusion or whatever, and to just say, what happened there? Slow it all down and then give ourselves the ability to choose like next time what we would want to do in that moment. And that can really, really help with momentum because when we have no idea what thoughts and feelings created the awesome momentum or the decrease in momentum, there's just not really much we can do about it. And then like my client, we can feel at the whim of, I wonder if I'm going to have momentum today. I have a lot to get done. I hope I have momentum. I hope I feel motivated and inspired so that I can get all these things done. But uh uh-oh, if I notice that I just don't have momentum, that's going to be a real problem because then I probably won't get very much done. And it just puts all of that out of our control. And again, like at the whim of what we feel like would be either our circumstances or just like we've got our fingers crossed, like, oh, I hope I have momentum today. I hope I keep up my momentum today. And we don't even realize that we're falling into these potholes and roadblocks and things like that that are decreasing our momentum or even feeling like we go from 70 miles an hour to zero. And as we gain awareness over all of that, We can avoid a lot of the potholes that we commonly will fall into or commonly will trip us up. And even when we hit one of those roadblocks or potholes, we know why and we can work through it more easily, more quickly. We can employ some of those techniques that Christine mentioned that I I mentioned from Christine at the beginning to have them. Even if our momentum slows down, we can do those techniques to get it just right back going again so that it doesn't have to be confusing. It doesn't have to last longer than it needs to last. And we can go about living the life and creating the life that we're trying to create and staying in control of what's in our control. That is always one of the main goals of what I'm working on here with my clients and here with you on the podcast is helping you know what is in your control, know what isn't in your control and focus on what's in your control and feel like you have the tools and intentionality to really focus on and work on what's in your control so that it's going as well as you want it to go and so that you can definitely feel like you have control and intentional involvement over those parts of your life. We're going to wrap up this episode by just talking about what it looks like to leverage and use momentum to finish strong in whatever you're working on, whether it be kind of micro, finish a project strong or finish a day really strong, leveraging that momentum. Or if we were going more macro and finishing like finishing out my week strong, finishing out my month strong, finishing out the summer strong, finishing out the year strong, right? Go, go bigger like that. And we, the way we do that is we say what now, again, now that we have the understanding we have from what we've talked about in this episode. And even if we've hit a roadblock, we can, we can use what we've learned here today to bring the momentum back up on your own, totally within your power and your control, using high quality thoughts that will create those high quality feelings that we love to feel and fuel the high quality action that we're trying to take so that whatever it is that we're working on, big or small, we can use momentum to finish strong because that feels so good. And it reminds me of an analogy that I love to share with my clients when it comes to you know, talking about deployment, like finishing a deployment strong or something like that. And I want them to think about that concept of a marathon. We know we, we've paced ourselves. We've had ups and downs along the way. It's been a, it's been a big undertaking. It's been a long-term plan and amount of sometimes dipping into survival mode, sometimes thriving, sometimes using coping mechanisms, sometimes buffering, 
sometimes feeling stuck, sometimes feeling very inspired and motivated, right? So we've been through all of it and we've employed all of our techniques and tools and resources to make it as good as we can while being very loving and forgiving and full of grace for when we weren't doing as well and when we weren't showing up the way we wanted to show up. And here we are getting close to the end and we want to finish strong. This concept of finishing strong is in one of my 10 tips for thriving during deployment. And I want you to make sure you check that out. If you go to my website, simplyresilient.net, you can put in your email address and, and I'll email you. You'll receive an email of that one page downloadable, printable, 10 tips for thriving during deployment and finish strong, I think is tip number 10. That would make sense, right? At the end. (laughs) And it talks about how even though you may feel like you would be the weakest at the end because you've spent so much energy and you've come so far, right? That using these tools and techniques that we talk about, and again, like leveraging that momentum, you can finish even the hardest, longest deployment, you can finish strong. And so much of that comes from just, again, like those high quality thoughts that we talk about, but also having so much love for yourself and a ton of appreciation and honor given to yourself for how far you've come and what you've accomplished. Sometimes when we get to the end, we think, oh, this part will be easy because there's such a short amount of time left. But that's kind of a sneaky momentum zapping thought because then when it isn't easy, you start to get discouraged or even be mean to yourself or think like, what's wrong with me? This is supposed to be easy. I only have a couple weeks left like of this deployment. But I want you to shift that just a little bit to like, this makes sense that this part, even though there's only a few weeks left, this part is so, so hard because of how far I've come and all that I've done and and. I'm instead of just thinking because I'm close, this should be easy. Instead, I'm going to use momentum to help me get to the end. I'm going to work on encouraging myself and thanking myself and loving myself and thinking high quality, energizing thoughts so that even though this part will be hard too, I will use that momentum and that energy and strength to get through to the end. So that is what I wanted to wrap up with today and what I wanted to leave you guys with. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Are you ready to take what you are learning here on this podcast to the next level? Then let's work together. I would be honored to be your life coach and help you create the life you dream about by focusing on what is always in your control, your mindset. Are you ready for everything in your life to feel different and better without needing to change any of your circumstances? Then schedule a free call with me by going to my website, simplyresilient.net. I can't wait to work with you.